Hi, I'm Lady Ganja. And I'm the Midwest Canna Queen. Learn with us as we tackle challenges faced by marketing and branding teams in the cannabis industry. And laugh alongside us as we puff, puff, pass. We are the Devil's Lettuce Ladies. <laughs> started and I was like we're two weeks ahead and this is gonna be so fun (laughs) and then shit hit the fan and you know what I'm not gonna lie to you I didn't think it was gonna be me that was gonna really throw the wrench in but here we are well two weeks and two tits later (laughs) (laughs) I mean I think you you have a we're still on schedule like we're fine um but you've had a pretty pretty shitty past two weeks I think it has been yeah um i'm glad you're back home and healthy yeah we were literally like you were on your way here to record and i was like hey um i'm going to the surgeon because things have gone wrong here <laughs> and it's like 4 30. um uh, so needless to say uh the expansion portion of my whole thing did not go as planned and i ended up in a hospital hooked up to a wound back for five days before we had surgery i am out i'm fine and here we are so but you've had your final surgery now like this is it like everything got moved up yeah everything moved up four weeks so like um funny story everybody was super concerned about my blood pressure and i keep telling everybody i'm like you guys i get an echo done like every three months like i don't have high blood pressure i have high anxiety and add (laughs) so like and they kept figuring out oh i'm going here um (laughs) they were like no this that whatever and they kept thinking everything was wrong and it came to the day of surgery and my and i'm talking like i'm talking like 180 over 120 is my blood pressure at one point and so not what you want no and um nobody believes me besides my nurse practitioner who is also my roommate from college so she's like girl you know what you're doing it's fine like whatever (laughs) literally the next day we go back and my blood pressure is like 121 over 81 and i'm like motherfuckers like i just i've been freaking out everything's fine whatever now people are like finally starting to believe me but um anyway um wanted to ask you have you are you a scuba diver no okay um (laughs) because something that has happened in two weeks all of a sudden i'm a diver um one of the things that has happened so you know we've talked about this I've had cancer it blew finishing up everything one of the big drawbacks and what really struggled through all of this was i had radiation which your skin does not like and everything is bad afterwards which is what happened and why everything moved up but apparently hyperbaric therapy is like a thing for wounds and helping heal possibly like radiated skin and like all of this stuff. And so they literally call it a dive. And I am now going to this. It takes, well, like for instance, my appointment was at 1130 this morning and I left the hospital at 10 to 2. So like it takes a very long time and I'm doing it Monday through Friday for the next four weeks 
trying to like heal, but I basically dived two and a half atmospheres for 90 minutes in a clear tube every day. And here's the weirdest thing. This is how he sells it to me. He goes, oh my God, you can bring a DVD and watch it. <laughs> you can bring a DVD. I go, I don't, I, I don't even know where to find DVDs in my house anymore. <laughs> Sir, what year do you think this is? <laughs> it gets better. I bring the first day I bring a DVD and she, she goes, well, that's not going to work because it's not Blu-ray. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I have gone to the archives of DVDs. This morning I watched Pitch Perfect. I Do have they have watched. a TV in there? Like There's what? a TV like mounted above this. I will give you a picture to post yeah. online of what, I need this, to see looks what this looks like. <laughs> it is a clear tube. They literally call it a dive. It takes 10 minutes to go down. And that's how they say that you're going down. It takes 10 minutes to, to, to descend into and like get pressurized. And then for 30, like I chill for 30 minutes. I take a five minute break and breathe in oxygen. I go for another 30 minutes, breathe five minutes of oxygen, and then I go for another 30 minutes, and then it takes them 10 to 15 minutes to bring me back up. What the fuck? Science is wild, man. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Like, jury's still out. I've done it five times. Um, the so first time I had to get pulled out 45 minutes in, I got really sick. Ooh. And all I thought was going to happen was I was going to vomit in a clear tube, and mm -mm. nobody wanted that. So, like... Now I have to take like medicine and stuff to do it, but I'm doing it. And uh, basically I'm a diver now. So new tips yeah, saying I'm a diver. Could like, you like go on a, like a, I, I don't think you'd want to go on an ocean gate mission. Um, <laughs> I, no, I, I wouldn't do that if I were you, but like all signs point to no on that. But could you like go in a scuba? Thing? I literally, like, I was thinking you're like about training it today. for it. I thought about it today. I was like, do I get a diver certificate for this? Like, I can I so. at least get something for this? Why shit not? <laughs> TBD. I don't know. I mean, I'm learning a lot of things, and I, wow. I yeah. I, so I keep that. That's what I've been doing. So holy shit. You know, if you're bored, look up hyperbaric therapy, and it's apparently supposed to heal all things and wounds and. But there's no water, right? Like for some reason, no. I thought you were floating in like a. That's what my brother, or my my son asked the same thing. He's like, like, do you go underwater? I'm like, <laughs> no. And I, it's a like fair statement because I keep saying I'm going on a dive, and that's because that's what they the terms they use. It's like Damn, you dude. go for a dive, and there is literally nothing. You can't bring anything in this tube with you. So like, my only option is to stare at a screen with a non Blu-ray DVD. <laughs> Like they can't even, they can't even get streaming in there. It's like this incredibly like for technologically record, advanced. For the thing. record, I haven't bought DVDs since my son was three. So like, there's a lot of Pixar in my house. Like, I'm gonna go through the whole collection at this point. That he, fun. the gentleman that like runs it, he brought in some today, and one of them was Pitch Perfect. And I've already signed up for The Greatest Showman tomorrow because I've never seen it. So, oh well, nice to get a show. I mean, but. Okay, so been off work for a week. Yeah. And coming back and sitting in that chamber today, my blood pressure was high when I got out again because I'm immediately, my head's going. Like a week ago, I did a really good job of being like, you can't think about that now. Yeah. You have to be healthy. Go back to work today and immediately I'm like, is there a way for me to bring a pencil and a paper in here? Because <laughs> at least I could take notes because my mind is going like it's yeah gone. i feel like they should let you bring yeah. in a 
paper or something. I don't know, man. Who knows what you do when you dive in the hospital? These are all these things. This is crazy. I'd never heard of that before. I know. More to come, I'm sure. In the meantime, we could do a podcast. Oh, shit. Uh, we're here. We made it despite <laughs> all the challenges. All I the mean, diving. All the diving. Um, surgeries. Two surgeries. A few wound backs and a dive or two later. Fuck. Yeah. Well, Hey, everyone. Hey, I'm Lady Ganja. And I'm the Midwest Canna Queen. And today's episode will be all about advertising options in the cannabis industry and how to get that ROI. Ooh, yay. But first, what are you smoking? Oh, well, I've been smoking this um, Three Lefts Live Rosin pen um, a lot lately. I feel like I shouldn't be vaping as much as I do, but, you know, it's convenient. <sighs> it's summer and it's convenient. It's so convenient. Um, but I am obsessed with, like, the, as I call it, the vessel that this thing is in. Um, it is an AVD brand, um, which we actually, like, in our vertical operation that we work for, we um, have some of their carts. Uh, but nothing like this disposable pen. It's really nice. Um, it sits upright, which is really nice for a pen to not get clogged. Yeah. Um, like you can just set it down like that. Nice. Um, it's got this like kind of twistery looking thing in the like mouthpiece. So it gives you a really clean hit. Interesting. Um, so the strain that I got or the flavor, I guess, I don't think it's a strain. It's called YU Jelly. Um, and again, it's three lefts, um, and it's a disposable live rosin cart. And it came with like this little instructions on it. And it's like, here's how you charge it. Here's how you store it. Like all this stuff. And I was like, that's nice. Like that's a little bit extra. Here's what I'm going to question. And first of all, I love that. I want to know, I would love a poll from this company of who reads the instructions or not. I am an instruction reader. Mm -hmm. I read my car manual when I get a new car but mm. I'm a nerd. <laughs> How many people like don't read the instructions and then show back up at the dispensary and like, it doesn't work. It oh, leaks. Yeah. I mean, like you and I are all about instructions, like even yeah. on like the tins for gummies and you know, yeah. whatever. I love that they gave it. I'm interested to know how many people have read it. So if anybody wants to give us some info and insight as to like, if that's been helpful, I'd, I'd love to know. Yeah, let us know because they had a there was a two QR codes on it. Yeah. And I scanned both of them because that's the kind of person I am. Yeah, you are. And the first one went to AVD's website. So that was like something to do with them. And then I think the second one went to like Three Left's Instagram or something like that. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. I'd be curious, like if if it were me, I'd put like a survey on there or something like that. And like Yeah. Get a get a something. Get a something, right? I don't know, just some thoughts, three lefts. Anyway, it's a good cart. I like it a lot. It's discreet. It's yeah, the flavor's good. That's awesome. I love what? it. It does look cool. It, yeah, it does look really cool. It's like sleek and black. Right. We'll post pictures. Interesting. What are you smoking? So Besides probably a lot of pain medication. Well, that's the best part. So <laughs> one of my favorite things about going through this cancer journey, which, you know, not many people say favorite things in those words together, <laughs> but... um we're a half glass full over here uh so <laughs> you gotta be positive man um 
I, from the minute I was diagnosed, I took the stance of like, I've never been one that has told my doctor like everything, like how often do you drink? And I'm like, once a week. (laughs) (laughs) What is alcohol? (laughs) Right. Like back when I smoked cigarettes, do you smoke maybe a pack every two weeks, whatever, you know what I mean? Like never was I that person. But going through this diagnosis and like, you know, obviously like the gravity of the situation, like everything, like I have been up front from day one with every single doctor of mine of like cannabis use and whatever. One of my favorite things to go through the hospital with is that when people find out, because it's not like they find out what you do for a living. First, you're in there for questions for a surgery and they're like, last time you drank, last time you smoked, last time. And then it'll be like, do you use recreational drugs? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, when's the last time? And I'm like, right now. <laughs> I I mean, I, I had an edible on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> and the nurse just goes, noted. <laughs> but they're probably like, I get it. Like, well, and then like, I mean, I'm, she's I've, seen some I've, shit. <laughs> I have spent a lot of time in this hospital and it is a smaller hospital system. And, um, and, and the nurses are, oh my God, they're amazing. And so, and even the doctors and everybody and everybody I know and everybody, once they find out what I do, they're like, oh, wow, I bet that's been great for you. Like, that's their first response. I bet that's been great for you. I bet that's whatever. So, like, lots of conversation at the hospital. I sent you the one picture when I was out walking with my cannabis sweatshirt on, like, because I was cruising the halls one day (laughs) with my, I don't know. It was, like, everybody knew. Everybody's super interested. As a matter of fact, when I first started coming around one day, one gal came in and she goes, so I hear you do a podcast. (laughs) And I was like, what was I on when I came in here? Oh, my God. The whole hospital is listening to Devil's Lettuce, ladies. Hey, no listeners. Listen, I'm here to tell you they fucking rocked it. I spent six nights in the hospital, and they were amazing. So, anyway. (laughs) What I have not been smoking is weed, but I've been eating a lot of it. And a lot of – I did write it, make sure – yeah. Um. All of the high-minded gummies. These things are insane. So good. Um, I've been doing peaches and cream. Mm. They're twenty milligrams a piece. Mm. And uh, wow! All I'm saying is, is that I have a lot of pain medication left over, and the gummies are it for me. So that's great. I figure twenty kind of put me to sleep. That's good for night, like during the day. If I needed something, it was like I would cut them in half, but. A lot of high-minded gummies. I've been through all of them. I need to restock. And I don't think, I didn't think I'd ever say such a thing. (laughs) Yeah, you were never really like that big of an edibles person until like using it for like the pain medication. Pain medication. That, so Redbud Roots Live Rosin gummies are the other ones that are like. They're so good. I've told that to many, many, many people. If you're in treatment, that was what I used. That has helped a lot too still. So like post-surgery, I don't. So I like to poop, guys. So like <laughs> pain meds aren't for me. Oh, yeah. I I was prescribed Oxycontin once when I got my wisdom teeth taken out and it made me so sick. I never took it. So I don't know. Like Yeah. I'm not. I mean, back I've, you up. I've been on t- – like I had surgery a week ago and 
I do take like one pain medicine like at night to sleep and like get Mm -hmm. because that Mm -hmm. is how I will get at least six hours of sleep. Yeah. But like getting up, walking, leaving, going around, I have Tylenol is it for right now. So damn. And so like tough as hell, man. Yeah. I so anyways, that's that's what I'm I'm not smoking, but I'm eating high minor gummies and I love them. Mm. And peaches and cream is your favorite? I think peaches and cream are my favorite right now. And honestly, you and I are going to have a separate conversation about this because I made a description to the entire song of Peaches and Cream and nobody has said a word about how amazing it is. What? Where is it? (laughs) It was shared in our channel. (laughs) I don't think I've seen this because I would have stopped and looked at that. It's going to get brought up at a meeting. We'll have but to. But I wrote we'll one description. I wrote one description of peaches and cream gummies, like just like a regular casual one. And there is literally a song, Peaches and Cream, to the tune of Peaches and Cream for the description of high minded gummies. Holy shit. <laughs> well, and you we'll can be reviewing thank, that later. <laughs> you can thank the hospital for night one because that's what I did when I was there the first night. You were working? <laughs> My God. <laughs> yeah we'll talk about it later it was super fun uh can't, so, can't get you away from the computer can we well no but whatever that's that's my own problem so <laughs> <laughs> we should talk more about our highest thoughts we should. <laughs> we'll be right back and i can't wait to hear about these <laughs> The amount, listen, I, I watched you the, so amount, <laughs> the amount of TV I watched Reba every oh, day. Okay. First of all, throwback. It, it still hits. It's still a great show. I still don't think watched, I watched it. But I, I know who Reba is. Right. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, I watched a lot of Friends again, whatever, because like you have this TV, which is, by the way, bolted to this bolted because yeah. people that's what people are doing when they leave the hospital is climbing TV. on top of the armoire for the tv um you can't we couldn't like plug in like a fire stick to it we oh, couldn't God. so like, like 2003 or something at one point like my boyfriend like he pulled the recliner that he slept in for a week like up next to the bed and we like had the tray out and we watched a movie on like my computer or something but it's we uh Honestly, it was hilarious. I'm so fucking glad we're out of there. Um, yeah, glad to be back. Same. Yeah. So glad you're back. Okay, I need my real life back. I need, I need ideas. That's what I need. You need some ideas. All right. I mean, I, I'm reading what yours says in T Swift 2024. I mean, are we are we looking for her to take charge? Well. You've been kind of out of the loop for the, I mean, I don't know how much you were on the internet, probably not a lot. I am so out of the loop and I have to tell you that it is concerning to me and I never thought I'd say those words, but I bet our book club people love that I'm saying it. Oh, yes. This I am is this truly is truly invested in Taylor Swift. <laughs> You're a Swifty now. I am. With I'm all of us. Yes. Um, well, so we kind of had the inside scoop from, from a trusted source that said Taylor Swift is coming to Indianapolis. It's going to be November, 2024, like get ready. Mm -hmm. Um, and I totally believe it. I was like, yeah, I I could see that totally happening. So she officially announced 
I think it was the day after you went to the hospital. Like she announced those dates officially. Right. Uh, three dates in Indianapolis, second, third, and fourth in November. Um, and then with that announcement, you were allowed to pre-register to get a code to then maybe buy a ticket. Got it. Because now Ticketmaster, because they fucked it all up in the beginning. Now they're like, okay, you have to pre-register and then you, it's like a lottery and they just like. Right. And of course, a billion people are trying to see Taylor Swift, like not just Indiana people, like right. everybody now. Right. Um. So uh, I signed up for. Uh, like a pre-sale code or whatever in my email. My best friend did it um, in her email and then her husband's email. Like everyone I knew was like signing up every email they knew. Mm -hmm. Like my husband had his own thing set up on his email. We all got waitlisted. Okay. Except for our friend Schmolly, <gasps> who received a code. And I don't know. I'm, I haven't followed up. I don't know if she I, I FaceTime with her tonight, so I'll find out. Her and I are having a FaceTime and catching up. Well, I'm curious to know because literally no one I know actually from Indiana got a code. So that kind of sucked. But here's my idea. Okay. Uh, she's going to Europe mm -hmm. in like spring, summer 2024. Mm -hmm. um, and she's going to be in Germany uh, for three dates. Well, three different cities and like I think nine different dates. And so my – I keep saying my husband – we're technically married, but we're about to have our wedding in right. a month. People are probably very confused, the two people that are listening to this. <laughs> anyway, we had planned to go to Germany for our honeymoon that next year. So we bought you Taylor did? Swift tickets in Munich, Germany, oh <laughs> July 28th, 2024. Amazing. <gasps> so... I'm still going to try and get indie tickets. But. I mean, naturally, but I'm not going to lie to you. Now that our Europe trip got pushed, like, also, I've already thought, like, there's something about it's vacation money. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, it. like, you know, what you would pay normally for a ticket here, you're like, but it's vacation. So you pay, like, three times more. <laughs> so, like, well, it was actually way easier. There's still a bunch of seats available. Yeah, that's, and, like, that's insane to me. I don't even know how that's possible. They're definitely resale. Um, but I guess she's just not as big. I mean, she's still big overseas. Obviously, she's going on a fucking world tour for like two right. and a half years. Um, but there were still plenty of seats available. We paid about 440 bucks each mm -hmm. for the tickets. Um, and they're like right at like the center center line. Wow. It's at like a very um, – like the Olympic Stadium in Munich. So a lot of history there. It's a really cool venue. Oh, my God. That's like, going to be so amazing. It's going to be awesome. Good so for you. So we're stoked um, to finally see Taylor. Um, wow. Yeah, it's been a crazy two weeks of like just the drama of like everybody going through the stress of trying to get well, – And I've missed again. all of it. And like – did so, you know? Like, did you see the announcement? I knew in? that it, the announcement came through, and so like it was my, I mean, it was my son's twenty first birthday. That whole thing got oh. shoved to the side. My yeah. brother flew in, and so like they came to the hospital to visit, and uh, we have pictures. Literally, we took pictures, and maybe I'll share it. It'll be of my like, you know, they like would put your pills in a little cup for you to like take. Mm -hmm. I saved them. And so on my son's 21st birthday, when he came, we have like pictures of me with my little shot glass, like plastic <laughs> medicine cups together. Um, <laughs> it's disgustingly sad. Um, he had a great time. But he'll never but, forget like, that. 
But anyways, so we did talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Because, of course, like, he's very into, like, T-Swift. He loves to, like, break into our conversations, like, with the girls and be like, have you heard the new song or whatever? So, yeah, we I knew a little bit, but, man, lots. I really have checked out. I don't know if I could have taken it because I would have gotten mm-hmm. so swooped up into it and like yeah you would have been stressed it's just best for me not yeah just cut it cut yourself off cut, cut it off man and I'm going to Europe next year too maybe this will line up I need I'm to look into you, it my best friend is seeing her in Lisbon Portugal so it's like so much easier and when's that date uh that's in May okay interesting yeah, I'm really looking into this. And I'm yeah. asking because Lisbon next to Spain, which is where I think we're going now. So timing and stuff. But anyway. You should do it. Love that idea. Yeah, what's your idea? Um, what was my idea? I did write it down a long time ago when we were <laughs> gonna do this. Um oh, adult pool parties. Yes. Okay. Here's the thing. <sighs> we were together the day before my Everything life got happened. flipped upside down. Um <laughs> And we were together for book club because, duh, (laughs) we always have book club going on. Our book club was changed into a pool party because I have, um, I mean, I've spent the past two summers basically confined to my house and not having a whole lot of like happenings. I love like water, like in theory I do, but I don't like I don't necessarily need to keep up with a pool or like whatever, but I found this inflatable pool at Sam's club. It's amazing. And I sent a picture to you guys and I was like, listen, book club could be here. This, this could happen because I got high and I inflated it. And then like my boyfriend and I got in it on 3 PM on a Saturday and we didn't get out until nine 50 that night. And the only reason we did is cause it was dark out. <laughs> there's no more sun (laughs) we had so much fun and we just like got drunk in this kiddie pool it is all of what two feet off the ground it's probably a 10 by 10 essentially we have pictures of it there's like little pads in there too like little butt pads there's butt pads to sit on i mean it comfortably sat the four of us so so i invited you guys over and we had so much fun i even have a little floating table so like the snack could float snacks could float around we had our book club i'm not in like i think neighborhood pools are great i like to smoke weed so yeah you know like also, there's no children also no children splashing you and no and talking. I, i'm not here to like swim laps i'm literally here to sit in a like in some water like up to my waist sit on the ground and have some drinks and hang out with my girlfriends and have fun i had a blast i think you guys did too oh it was so much fun um and i'm bringing back adult pool parties with kitty pools i'll show it it was amazing so then i show my roommate from college she's visiting me in the hospital and i was telling her what we did the night before and she goes she literally looked at the picture and she goes girl what you starting (laughs) she was like let's do this (laughs) it was incredible so that's my idea adult pool parties and inflatable pools is still fun um i'm here for it so that's it hell yeah hell yeah man well we are going to take a quick break and then when we come back we're going to talk all about advertising and roi in the cannabis world yay fun 
Well, hello there. Oh, hi, we're back. Are you someone interested in advertising in the cannabis space? We're here to tell you about it. Good luck, because <laughs> it changes every day and nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> we're all just trying our best. We are trying our best, but um, very few avenues to go down in advertising. Um, every advertising place is going to sell you the world. <laughs> and number one, the number one thing, and I'm, I'm going to touch on it again later, but I'm saying it out loud now so we don't forget because I might get stony Tony, mm. is when through all of the analytics is engagement and what that means and needing to define that. So we'll touch on that again that. but i'm saying it out loud because it is something important that i think we can talk about but anyway okay. advertising and cannabis <sighs> number one what's your what what's the goal here are you looking for brand awareness are you just throwing a billboard up are you doing whatever are you looking to attract new customers are you trying to retain old customers mm -hmm. are you see all of the above and we're in canvas so yeah we need everything that we can get because <laughs> everybody needs it and we all need the money at anything yeah so you need to figure out when you're advertising campaign goal lady ganja <laughs> i'm gonna tell you right now i would say 60 percent of the ads that you and i come across they don't go through these steps of who their target market is no <laughs> what they're trying to achieve no whatever um so figuring out your goal and your target market and it can't be everyone and i literally just opened up a document well there was a conversation that happened while i was gone of like and who am i targeting and i saw the message and it was everyone and everybody's like everyone and i'm like i'm not getting involved in this conversation <laughs> shut that laptop and don't even worry about it um really hard to tell operations that you need to pick a pick a niche right like right. and i understand where they're coming from they want they need money like operations mm -hmm. is looking for money and so in their mind they're like you need to spray paint everything but the mm -hmm. thing of it is is each campaign there's a different goal and a different message and a different whatever for a buyer persona so like Make sure you get your target market figured out. And then from that, creating a marketing brief for the campaign. And this is where you will list all of the places where this campaign will go, of which you and I are going to have a very nice conversation about. Um, number one being like for retail. Let's start in retail. Let's do it. Billboards. And we can, we can go in Michigan. Yeah. Michigan and billboards is the most insane thing I've ever I have never thought about billboards as much in my life as I've thought about in the past two years in the cannabis industry. Like, yeah, the market is it's so competitive. Mm -hmm. Everybody's trying to grab it. Like if it's cannabis friendly, I should say. Yes. Um, and they can charge whatever they want. Of course they can. People are going crazy. Mm -hmm. So the thing um, with billboards is at least in Michigan, 70% of the audience that drives past it has to be over the age of 21. You have to be able to prove that. So um, mostly highways, like 
interstates, stuff like that, you know, mm -hmm. um, you're obviously not going to find a billboard near school or anything like that, which we're not trying to do that. Um, yeah. I always have thought of billboards more as brand awareness. Um, and Michigan uses them for pricing. Um, they, mm -hmm. a lot of people want to like be like $69 ounces for the record. I would just estimate it costs about a thousand dollars to switch out a billboard. Mm -hmm. Not cheap. It, it's not cheap. And then billboards range anywhere from $500 a month to $4,000 a month, depending on where you're at. So I'm being very conservative with the thousand dollar thing. It is amazing to me that people put pricing on a billboard in mm. this market. <laughs> it's so expensive. Yeah. I don't well, know. I have the right idea for the simplicity of it. So when you have, you know, a $69 ounces billboard, that's going to catch your eye, right? Like you're, you're able to read that in like one sentence. Yes. Like if you're designing for a billboard, it's got to be that simple. You can have like max five to six words. Correct. your logo and address mm -hmm. like and we've learned like i like i said in the past two years in my design career i had never done a billboard before maybe like maybe one when i worked for this like a uh, larger printer but you really have to think about like where you are like on the road where the billboard is how big it is like there's one company we use they need like a six inch bleed around all edges of it so like that completely changes the way the design looks and it's my best advice is to just keep it as simple as possible i've definitely made that mistake before where there's too much on there and then you can't see it as you're driving by i mean i i'm i'm trying to tell a fucking story on a billboard and people are like we lost you we've already had three exits since we got through the story you tried exactly. to tell me on this billboard right something else i learned too is that um just depending on where you are like and where we are in michigan it's brown most of the year like there's good, good call. snow it's light like there's no leaves on the trees like when i i designed this one billboard um in particular that had a little bit of like a light tan off-white background mistake don't do that <laughs> You need a dark background. It needs to pop. It needs to pop in the day. It needs to pop at night. So like amp up your brand colors a little bit, like make it colorful and bright. And that'll also catch people's eye. Um, and also I wrote down too, like proof of performance. Cause we've had to chase after we do chase some billboard companies. And like, can we get a picture of like what this looks like in real life? It's so hard. I don't know, like go and drive there yourself if you can, because chasing someone down for I, that. I mean, some of these billboards, they send it to you. You you don't live in the state and even some of them in Indiana that we've got like so I've passed. I've drove past these areas, but they send you a billboard. It doesn't look like it's too far away. It's probably not. It's probably because they're standing 20 feet from the billboard. They didn't sure, tell yeah. you that it's probably a hundred yards off the highway up on a hill <laughs> and it's actually a double billboard and who knows what else you're competing with like yeah there it makes a big difference and i will tell you my greatest achievement in billboard advertising unintentional before your time was um putting a billboard in indiana number yeah. one that was amazing yeah it was a double billboard and we didn't know it at the time, but the other billboard said, there's evidence from God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and above it, 
was our dispensary <laughs> we're gonna we'll post it because oh my god does somebody have a picture of this we do it's honestly it's my best work <laughs> it's the most favorite thing i've ever done my brother one time goes he's like this says everything you need to know about indiana in one picture <laughs> that is incredible um I cannot wait to see that. Oh my God. If you're from the Midwest, you know those. I can see that billboard in my head. There's evidence for God. Yeah. And they usually change. This one had a baby, which like I'm not trying to like get into the whole baby thing, whatever, but the just just taking the words of there's evidence of so God perfect. and it's sitting right on this dispensary like billboard that's like coming soon. I'm like, uh my work is done here. <laughs> perfection <laughs> oh my god yeah also be funny like the funny billboards are the ones that catch your eye because like there's a pun Absolutely. in there or like um i don't know it's just, i mean always i always me. liked the ones that like coming soon ones or like the high there or whatever we've seen we've all seen them i think sky yeah. has done them loom's done them we've done them like other people um but you're right you can't keep a whole lot going on that it's it's too much no. I will be interested to see where billboard advertising goes from here out. You have to prepay for it and you usually are taking a year contract. So you could be looking at putting out $20,000 up front. You have to prepay that in order to get billboards. There's not many companies that can do that sort of thing. Um, so I think the billboard space will be changing drastically as these contracts come up. And it's an opportunity for us experienced marketers to change the landscape of what those billboards mean in Michigan um, for the people that have the the money still to be doing it. So that's, well, that'll be interesting. That's my hot take. Ooh. All right. Well, we'll come back when it happens. Yeah. Okay. We got the receipts. Yep. You called it. <laughs> I did. I'm calling it right now. Um, the other one is um, programmatic. <sighs> everybody wants to talk about it nobody knows what it means <laughs> yes yes <laughs> i think and i do have a handle on it um but our seo company said it best they're like it truly does not exist in cannabis yet because there's not enough info for programmatic advertising to truly be effective. Like mm -hmm. there's just not enough info out there. It's happening and it will happen. But when you think of like a true programmatic campaign of what people could do on Google for like a brand of Nike or whatever versus cannabis, you're still paying the same amount of money <laughs> that those other brands are paying but they don't have half the data that you have or oh, that shit. nike does yeah so programmatic they can have look-alike audiences and i'm not saying that it might not be useful we've used it i've we've had a bit of a return on it but it is not true programmatic advertising yet and um this is where this engagement thing comes into play um knowing what your people that you're advertising with what they consider engagement because engagement to me is not actually opening up the texts or whatever it is clicking the order now button that's mm -hmm. that's what i'm gonna that's what i want to consider engagement so visiting a web page or whatnot i know technically that is and for us from like an organic standpoint that matters but um you i think 
like we've worked with programmatic people in the past and they want to come at you with like, oh, and these numbers are so great. And they're like, most of the time, they're only 30% or they're only 20% and you're at 30%. Just because a, a, a mouse went over the ad, that's not engagement to me. So um, yeah. making sure that you know what that means. And, and I'm interested to know what you think about advertising with programmatic. Yeah, that's so interesting because I, I just remember being on those calls and like, wow, those numbers sound really good. But then when you really look at it, it's like the engagement is totally off. Like you said, like no one's following through your, you know, buy now. They're not clicking on that CTA. Like they're just, they may click on it, but they may not act on it. You're even more dialed down, I feel like, in programmatic than you are in billboards sometimes because at least on a billboard, it can be on a highway. But like, remember, we were like geofencing like bars and like other places where you had to prove right. whoever is going to be served this ad that they were over 21. And that was just really hard to do. Like, we were very limited mm -hmm. in that space. Um, but then again, like, you know, people will set up perimeters around other dispensaries and try and like capture right. that, which is, it's just crazy. Like we, we really have our phones just kind of open up to a lot, but as a marketer, you know, <laughs> I know it is what we do. It's totally insane. That is how that is. If you've ever wondered why those ads show up or it's because you think everybody's listening, that is exactly it. Like you went in somewhere or whatever, but like yeah. I did have in my notes, like, one of our like one of our proof of performances was like our ad next like on the Bon Appetit website. Now, granted, am I somebody that may get on that website? And am I a weed smoker? Yeah, sure. But like, that only means that Bon Appetit accepts cannabis ads. Mm -hmm. That you know, like all the stuff. This is why this is not true programmatic advertising. So yeah. until Google allows us to start advertising, like it's we're still. Right. Totally throttled. Yes. I, uh, and I've done it and, and I, I will do it again under the right circumstances. And I do, I, and I do think it's going in the right direction, but, um, be very careful on what you're being sold. Yeah. You don't Which have, money. we know that your budget isn't much and it is a very expensive thing to do as if you are not set up to be able to follow the money and make sure it all is working the way it is. And and we were really good about that. Yeah. And if you do do it, um, again, these ads are probably tiny. They're probably like 250 pixels wide or something like just very small banner ads that are going to be on the side of a website that you're not even paying attention to. So again, just keep it as simple as possible, like mm -hmm. three or four words, a clear CTA, something that's buy now shop, like Right. Make it obvious what you want. Um, and if you're looking for inspiration, I would do this all the time and even use it as kind of a mock-up tool. I would just go to the High Times website High Times, right. and just refresh and refresh. It just You get a new programmatic ad on the homepage every time you do that. Every so single time. If you need some inspiration on stuff that works. <laughs> right, exactly. Check that out. But yeah, they're tiny. So keep everything clear and concise and simple and uh, just... You got to have a good call to action so people click that link right. and follow through. Um, I think everybody's love-hate relationship, dun-dun-dun. Oh, our new, our favorite. Weed maps and Leafly and all of those in between. 
They're nasty, nasty, sneaky, sneaky bitches. <laughs> Again, they can charge whatever they want for anything because it's all we have. It's all we have. They're the Google of the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bullshit. <laughs> um, the emails back and forth with our reps are usually very curt and like very, uh, we know where we stand. I have had two reps there that I have liked that were really, they were badass women. Like there's no way around it. And we were headed in the right direction. And then I got switched over to another account manager. So, um, they will, it's at the end of the day, it is Google for cannabis. And if you ever have done Google AdWords, then you can do weed maps. It is a pay to play. Um, they have pricing, but you lock that pricing in for 60 days and then it's up for bid again. So, you know, through surveys for on our end, we know location is like number one, um, when it comes to like how to collect, you know, get people into your dispensary, um, from the, whatchamacallit that I was at the summit I was at in July, Weed Maps Mm -hmm. and Leafly, it actually was number 10 in terms of ROI oh, wow. um, on the list. And they are losing users like a lot constantly, but they, they are the originators. So they're, they're like Google authority and like their SEO and all of that, it all feeds from weed maps. So it's as a brand, you will probably never be able to outrank weed maps or LeafLink. Holy shit. I did not know that. Um, but then the advertising side too, very expensive. Um, having a clear strategy over what you do. Um, and I will also say being flexible. We've gone in times of we didn't have any listings. Then we would go in during travel at times. Then we have mm-hmm. border stores that we do all the time. And some stores we shut off. But we are very, I mean... Um, obviously because I do the marketing for it, it's very strategic, but, um, (laughs) but as you should be with anything, but, um, that's another thing to really track the ROI, what they count as engagements are not what I would count as engagements. And we've had, we have found a few glitches in like the claims. Remember like they, they tried to tell us once that there was like 270 deals claimed on like our like military oh, discount yeah. and our coworker was like, we've had 50 orders. How is that possible? Yeah. That's <laughs> like, not great. So, yeah. um, they kind of, uh, bidding. It's very expensive. I hate that bidding. That pisses me off. Like, and it's how I've always felt about Google. So, you know, now it's just, it's, it's a smaller scale, but the amount of money, this is how it's very hard for little guys to advertise when this is what you're up against. You have to prepay for your billboard. So Mm -hmm. you have, you need 20 grand up front to get a year billboard somewhere you need, depending on your placements. I mean, some places in Michigan, that number one listing spot on WeMaps is $20,000 a month. And the eighth spot, you're still paying $3,000 a month. So, you know, in those prices, they're up for bid again in 60 days. And if somebody's willing to go higher, that's what's going to happen. So um, this is why a marketing budget is so fucking hard. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god! Um, yeah, and then also following the ROI on all of it, it's a necessary evil. But I do think that um, we have done a really good job of of being very strategic on what we think works, and, and we utilize it, and we save some marketing dollars for certain times to be able to, and we know how to rank, you know, mm-hmm. within those spots. So. Um, yeah, I think those are the big ones for retail. I want to know, like, if they're going to keep their power. Like, I know you said, like, you can't compete with their Google authority, but it feels like they may be losing power a little bit. And there's, like, smaller factions of different sites, like, popping up. But I don't know. Where, do you think Weed Maps is going to last, like, another five years? Like, they're going to outlive it all? I think, I mean, I don't know enough about the company in general. I can tell you I've been through so many reps, and yet I've been passed off from one rep, and then I've been given back to him again. Like, it's been very weird. I don't know enough about the company. I think um, there's always going to be somebody that will be trying to compete. Um, But until, I think, until federal legalization and like Google, Weed Maps is going to be your place. And I will say, like for me, I personally, I go to Google when I'm in a new town. I Google mm-hmm. dispensary near me or whatever. Yeah. Like that is what I do. Um, I do not use Weed Maps, um, but yeah, I don't either. But people, but there people are people that do. do. Yeah. yeah, it's very like there are people who are very loyal to it and. It's because of the deals too, like that aspect of like you get on the homepage, you're served. Again, people are paying a lot of money for this, but you're being served an ad that has deals on it. Um, it's very, it's very eye catching. Um, but again, if you're going to be doing Weed Maps advertising, it's a tiny little ad that you're right. paying all this money for. So you know we've had issues dealing with this because we have so many deals listed and we have this tiny little ad where you're supposed to squish all that info in. Um, so we've been a bit more like strategic with, you know, picking out certain deals and stuff to put on there. Cause again, you have like, I think 580 pixels. Yeah. And then you have, you have 500 characters, I think. So like, even for like our weekly deals, I can't fit that in. And so then I'm even picking some of those deals that I think need to be in there because I can't fit them all in or whatever. And yeah, pick one, pick the best one, focus on that and then just rotate it out. Yep. Um, And I actually kind of like I said earlier with just like amping up your brand colors, like, but just make it colorful and bright because your ad is going to be sitting next to like six other ads that are all trying to say the same thing they sell up to eight to 12 featured i'm using quotation marks <laughs> featured ads and then they sell ads after that so each market small region your featured ad is within the first 15 you're trying to get eyes on that's that's very hard it's so hard um just to see of information being thrown at you mm-hmm. um so make it simple make it good right look at what other people are doing and do it have a better deal yeah <laughs> i know um i think then so that's that kind of wraps up retail yeah. um let's take a quick break and we can do wholesale Ooh.
Was it just like raining pretty hard? I, I could it. hear it in my headphones, actually. I know. That was weird. Um, I guess I'll have to figure out how to edit that out. Um, <laughs> if it shows up, I mean, that's true. Yeah, I could hear like some thunder and rain. Oh shit! It's a very moody August day. I know. It's, it's been, been the rainy. perfect like first day back to work. Yeah. Um. Anyway, wholesale advertising. What are our options? Honestly, give what, us a rundown. Tell me, please. Somebody tell me what are our <laughs> options. Like, I mean, I know we have magazines. It's like we have whatever, but everybody goes to LeafLink to purchase. So yeah. let's start there. LeafLink um, is the weed maps of wholesale, I think, in terms of people go there to buy it. They control mm-hmm. a lot of the market and they're being little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just a little bitch. Um, I know, for instance, that they sell packages. They were doing bundles so you could have some advertising credits, like whatever. And it worked. I mean, it was it was great for marketers if you took yeah. advantage of it. I know there were probably a lot of people that weren't taking advantage of it. We were, thank God. And then um, the next month came around for our next ad, and they were like, "Oh, did you not get that new pricing?" And they had all they had doubled their prices. No information. So shady. Um, even today, I literally sent an email to them today, and I said, "And just to confirm, we have X credits." Blah 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 blah, and. The response I got back was, just let us know what you need help with with those September ads. <laughs> I was like, wow. just just glossed right over that question. Wow, fuck you too. <laughs> um, we, I, I think feature brand ads is where we've had some luck there. The expense is insane. Um, it'd be really hard to you you can you can also do it through weed maps. Weed maps you can also do by wholesale and and people do brand launches through there as well but um leaflink is really yeah, leaflink is king i feel like in that the yeah. seed to sale system yeah um and well if you don't do a text ad again the text ad just text have a clear cta <laughs> right. know exactly what you're trying to promote say it under 10 words um or however many you get 50 characters you said i think so something like that keep it kiss keep it simple stupid yep um but if you do an ad those are tiny again so don't get cheeky just product price shop now like sometimes you don't even fit imagery on there like you don't have to um the more you jumble in that tiny little ad the more people are not going to see it well another way that you could kind of advertise on leaflink would be to use your page as kind of an advert advertising method um you've done a good job with that thank you we found I think some success with it, um, being intentional about product photography too, and like how that looks and, um, yeah, using that top banner as a way to talk about like a sale or a new product or fresh drop or something like that. But then again, you got to get people to your page. (laughs) Maybe gone just too stony Tony to come up with more ideas. That's fine. Well, something that I find interesting, we haven't explored it. I've I've looked at it. I've been sent things. Alpine IQ, which I, I mean, most honestly, so many people use it. It, it. it is what it is for text messaging and loyalty. They now are coming out on the wholesale side and they're launching these co-marketing campaigns. I've 
been offered a couple of them. I don't, it is wild once again to me as to how I got chosen. These people are from California and want me to like co-market a campaign with them for their med card. It's never going to happen. Um, but it is a way for brands to launch. So basically on Alpine side, it is you, you sign up as your brand. Um, and then you can go out and you can, if you know the stores that carry you your stuff, you, you can offer to pay for the messaging that's going out. So hmm. you can provide the assets, you can provide the messaging and it's a way, I, I think it's a great idea because it's, it's a way to like, you know, you're, you're driving traffic to these stores that are, are, are have your product. So, um, definitely interested. It's up and coming. We haven't done it yet. I'm interested in exploring it some, but you know, more to come on that. But I, I definitely think there's something there oh, yeah. if, if brands are starting to accept it. Yeah. Especially from the brand building aspect of just keeping, continuing to get your name out there and like using another avenue. Cause it, there's just so much noise out there. Yeah. Like no one, it's hard to get people to know you exist when you're the, you know, 500th brand to have a new gummy this, <laughs> it's this insane. summer. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Very hard to do that. Um, and then the other thing that I have that I think is a great way to advertise. It's something that we really believe in a lot is sponsorships and, and getting involved in the community. So, yeah. um, very grassroots, but, um, finding ways like if you can attach your brand with with somebody and, and help sponsor their event and, and get involved and, and get your you know like actually get in and do the work i think that you're gonna see a great return um on investment and and it's it helps within your culture and it you know it does good for everybody yeah your community sees you out doing good um they want to support you yep um yeah so I don't Is that really... it? Is that all we have to advertise in the cannabis so. world? Well, we'll see what happens in the next couple of years, but like you said earlier, like federal legalization would change all of this. It would change all of those. I mean, we didn't really so we talked a lot about attracting new clients and then we did, you know, touching on Alpine from like co-marketing campaigns, but like as a retention and your other clients like in advertising that way using text messaging is also an, another way to to do that i'm looking at our notes that we totally missed on some of this stuff <laughs> um and you had we have our good, shit together right? i mean 100 percent um <laughs> but even that because of like not being federal now we're getting blocked like you know yeah on uh on the on the phone lines too. So, um, and following, you have to follow those guidelines and whatnot. And there's certain things you can't say there too. So nothing, everything has a regulation behind it. Yeah. It's so, tough. Um, unless but, you have an app, unless you have an app, which yeah, I'm all for that. Um, I'm especially for, and this is the other thing, vertical companies, um, they run lean obviously. And, um, cure is, maybe news to people but you market differently to consumers than you do to businesses <laughs> so oh, you don't say um that does not really translate all the time through can in cannabis um 
I think people are starting to get it now, though. Like, they are definitely starting to get it. Yeah. Um, but then through that, with like text messaging and stuff, is the segments and knowing that and your target goes back to full circle target audience. It can't be everybody. There is one company in particular in Michigan that I get their stuff for Detroit all the time. I have never been to their fucking Detroit store. Why am I getting this? Yeah. Like just the shotgun approach of we'll just send it out to everyone i can promise you you i have gone through the exercise of cleaning up my audiences and targeting my audiences and my open rate has increased my cost has gone down which means that my cost of conversion is actually going down as well so bigger return invest your time into that and, and figuring out who you're talking to and get the messaging right to those people damn i couldn't have said it better oh there you go so anyways That's why she's the midwest marketing queen yeah <laughs> and canna queen and the canna queen so <laughs> that's awesome um and then this kind of leads into our next topic oh yeah it's time for our last segment puffer pass multiple texts in a day is that what we're lighting up this week i mean at, like this is what i wrote as a cannabis marketer, I get eight to 12 text messages a day from dispos all over Michigan. And most of them are using the same system and not everyone knows text etiquette. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to teach a class on text etiquette. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like. I, I'm like a crazy person because I, I am a marketing nerd, obviously. Uh, and I'm signed up for any and every text club yeah. ever. Mm -hmm. I'm signed up for everything. Right. I don't even remember signing up for half of these, but I'm just so curious like what people are saying. And it's anything from like makeup to dispensaries to like luggage, my favorite. Luggage, yes. Um, Helix, like a mattress that we got. Yep. Um but yeah, I I am probably the last person to get annoyed by a text because I just want to know like what's out there and sometimes too like my favorite is i'll totally nerd out about this if this happens but i'll like sign up for a text club i'll go on their website i'll peruse i'll put something in my cart and then you know a couple hours later i get another text hey you left something in your cart a banded cart and then i just leave it alone and then hey here's 10 percent off mm -hmm. this is in your cart I see how long I can drag that out and you and my boyfriend <laughs> get along great because that is his favorite game to play. He also like, what has, will they give me? He also has like a list of codes he'll try to use to try to get discounts and stuff. I mean it, I don't have that time. As a matter of fact, right now it says that I have like 38 text messages right now. Oh my god. The reason why I have 38 text messages is because I've been out of pocket for a week true i have kept up with real people those 38 text messages are from all of the promotions that i get that oh i just God. haven't deleted yet i'm never opening them they're just getting deleted <laughs> like, but i'm also wow. a marketer who hates social media so yeah i don't know that i'm the perfect test audience yeah but i will say don't send more than one text a day yeah and also like like you said earlier, segment your text audience. Like we, if I've never been to a dispensary in De Detroit, like the There's events no that they're way. having, I mean, I may go travel there, but like, why not segment your audience for the people that you know have been there and like 
are actually probably going to more likely to visit. Like you're just wasting what it is seven cents on me or whatever it is. It's not cheap. And I, I was getting one like two weeks ago and it was like powers out, powers back on, powers out. <laughs> Do you know this very t- sorry? I, about that. I don't know what dispensary the power was out or on in because you didn't tell me and you used some weird graphic. Like, oh my God, yes. You guys are, it's so, the bar is so low. <laughs> it's, it truly is. I, yeah, there's definitely like, I'm all for a little bit of etiquette. Don't, you know, text me a million times a day. Um, but keep me in that funnel, baby. I want to see, I want to see what kind of deals I can get. Like, listen, you and I both will get in a loom funnel at any point. Loom. I I love, I love the 30 day text. I love it too. I'm going to end up with a five pack. I know it. I'm going to get a five pack of daughter walkers out of it because it's been 30 days since I've been there and I get to pick something. Yeah. That's a nice little reminder. It is a great reminder. But they probably know. They probably know that statistic that their customers shop at least once a month. Like yep. that's And so they're following that. And not only do they have a great cadence, uh, but their texts are beautiful. Yes, like, they are. And the way they lay it out and grid it out. Um, texts are nice because you have a lot of room to spread out and put a lot of graphics and whatnot. But that doesn't mean make it cluttered, you know? Like, right. And they have every – like their brand – is so on point that they can just have a bunch of different tiles with different messages that they just like switch on in and out with each other. And it's just such a good system. Um, so kudos to them. Yep. Yeah. Love it. Well, I mean, I think that basically wraps up, uh, this whole thing. That's all we got today, you guys. Yeah. So (laughs) pulled that one right out of my ass. Well, you sounded great. It sounded like you hadn't missed a day. Woo, that sounds fantastic. Well, thank you for listening and hanging out with us. If you like what you heard today, tell your friends. And then please rate and review us on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon. Follow us on Instagram at The Devil's Lettuce Ladies, on Twitter at Lettuce Ladies, or head over to our website at TheDevil'sLettuceLadies.com. Until next time, flower to the people. And smoke the patriarchy. Also, that's twice in a row that I have not fucked up the outro. Yeah. Woo!